busy, busy professional. Um, of course, uh, introduce yourself, your company name, tell us what you do. And then my first question is always, how did you fall in love with fashion? If you remember that movie, Brown Sugar, and it'd be like, how you fell in love with hip hop? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I am Germany G. I am the founder and lead stylist of Gigi and Co. Styling Firm, where we help executives, entrepreneurs, and high-profile um, people really look and feel their best selves. And I pretty much uh, call myself a brand and image stylist because these executives, these entrepreneurs, and then these people who are just, you know moving from front and center are building an image and they need to maintain and attain and secure that image and look and feel their best when they're showing up. And so hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight into me and my company. But when did I fall in love with fashion? I feel like that is a that is a multi-layered question. Um, I want to say I fell in love with fashion as a little girl, but I went to school where I had to wear uniforms. And so I didn't really, really get to tap into fashion and style pretty much until college. And so I feel like I had that that love affair or that like flutter in your chest moment when I was in college and I went to a fashion show and I actually went to college as a biochemistry major and I wanted to be a dentist. Yes, I wanted to be a dentist. And I went to a fashion show, left the fashion show and said, I do not want to wear scrubs my entire life. Like there's just so much more to life than being in people's mouths all day and wearing scrubs all day. And so I changed my major immediately. Um, but anyway, I think that's really when I fell in love with fashion and wanted now, to. what your parents say when you change your major from dentistry? Ooh, so I did not tell my parents. And so when they got my book list over the summer, I just remember like that day, like yesterday, my mama woke up and started slamming doors. And you know how like mamas do when they just like up at 6 a.m. cleaning just on a Saturday. But this was to the 10th power. She was like slamming doors, slamming things. And she left the house because my dad lived 10, 10 minutes away from her. And she came back and she said, I found out that you changed your major and I'm not talking to you. And so it was literally... She did not talk to me for about two weeks. And she finally came around and said, as long as you're not working in stores your whole life, because at that point I was working at Gap. Um, I was working at Gap both in high school and in college. So in stores as a sales associate. And so she felt like that's all fashion was because that's all that she had been exposed to. And so she made me make her promise that as long as I did not work in stores my entire life, that she would support my decision. And I I hope that at this point I've made her proud after. I'm sure you have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that, well, I mean, at least I guess, luckily for you that you changed it while you were in college. I did the whole, let me go ahead and get the degrees. Yeah. Uh, my parents was not even about to hear that. Okay. So I have a bachelor's of science with a master's in finance. Oh, I love uh, that. And then I got into fashion as a full grown adult and their whole just thing was like, I just can't believe you got two degrees and you're going to go play with clothes all day. That was their definition of what they thought fashion was. Correct. Do you know, and I feel like that's something that I definitely in the black community can say yes. that their their focus or their paramount of success is the engineer or the doctor, whereas the creative fields kind of get the backlash or put on the back burner because 
you know, we don't understand success in that era. And I think, you know, what our generation and your generation is doing is really shifting the narrative of, you know, whatever brings you joy and what brings you happiness and what fulfills you can really help shape the success and trajectory of your life as long as you put the work and consistency into it. You don't necessarily have to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer to achieve success. Exactly, exactly. But I think a part of it is too, you know, it's like you said, Black community, a lot of our families are first or second generation college. So it's not like they've been able to even do this uh, for so long. Right. So they just want to feel like, hey, you know, I didn't work this hard and go do all these sacraments for my child to not go to college or to work retail for the rest of their life or to just not really be what they feel like is going to be a success. There's so much money made in creative, great creative businesses. If you know, you know what to do and how to do it. I make more now than I made as an accountant. I mean, I think you can buy year five in business, like solo entrepreneurship. After I had left Gap Corporate, I remember making over my gap salary and then my mom was like okay i see you but it took her to say like okay i see the fruits of the labor i see what you're doing over there yeah as soon as i didn't need any help from them anymore and then i started traveling the world and then everything they were just like oh okay Right. I would be rich auntie, except I'm a, I'm a mother. Your mom. So it's just like, oh, okay, we see. Because I was the only one in my family like, yes, I went to Thailand for my birthday. And everybody was like, yeah, so we went to Florida. We, I was like, no shade. That's just how I want to move. And so they were just kind of right. like, this must be going well for you. Right. <laughs> I was like, just a little bit. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing just fine over here. Basically. Uh what do you feel like is a common myth about the industry? Because, you know, so many people are like, oh, I have a passion for fashion. I kind of hate that phrase, but I just feel like it's so cliche and overused. And it's so much real work that goes behind what we do. Yeah. And I think you kind of alluded to the cliche. I think people think that our jobs are in, like encompass just the cute clothes, but it's a lot of grit behind what we do. There's a lot of relationships that need to be yeah. built um whether it's you know above us or across as far as like building networks with other stylists or trying to build networks with designers and boutiques and department stores to build relationships and do that but then also you're looking around pounds and pounds of clothes all day so it's not always cute and you're not always looking magazine ready your client is yes Yes. that but i think there's a full art and science to what we do and then like also a grit and so it's not always just about making sure you are picking and pulling the cutest clothes are these clothes going to help your client show up as their best self? Are, is yeah, this piece that you pulled going to make them feel confident? And if not, it's just a pretty piece on the on the rack, you know? And so I think that people or a lot of, a lot of people in general feel like our job is very glamorous when it's not. You actually really have to get into the psyche of the client and then you also have yeah. to build relationships and then you're also lugging around pounds and pounds of clothes. And so, you know, I not to say like law is correct in his judgment of saying if you want to be a stylist, choose another career. <laughs> I don't necessarily agree I think with he that. Just burnt out, though, and he I waited until he got to the point of being burnt out. Correct. I think 
and he's had to charter so many territories. He's had, probably had to network and fight. And so I think you just have to know what you're getting yourself into because you can burn out real fast because you can have the creative ability, but not be able to navigate those circles effectively and not be able yeah. to not burn yourself out that you end up, you know, not loving what you do anymore. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and that in itself could be a whole conversation in general. But right. um, what do you feel like has been the biggest challenge as well as your biggest success? Mm, my biggest challenge. Ooh, um, I think now it's that I have past or present, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that now that I have gotten a team, I think my one of my biggest challenges having a team is getting out of my own way and providing them the autonomy to do the work that I hired them to do. So if I need their creative hand, I should let them do that. And if I need to say something, then I can step in and say it instead of, you know, um, trying to man, not manhandle, but you know, yeah, micromanage. Exactly. I think that's what I'm trying to say instead of trying to micromanage what they're trying to do, because I feel like you can go further yeah. with more. And then also just understanding that your creative brain isn't the only, yeah. it's not the right, it's not always right. You know, somebody can bring something to the table that you didn't think about. And so just being open-minded to having my team provide ideas, whether it's in process, whether it's in the art itself, so I think that's been a challenge for me. And then I think one of the peaks I've had, I feel like I've had a lot of peaks. I, um, have, I think you have too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's hard when you became a guest on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to nail down just one. Um, ooh, gosh. Well, maybe your top three or something. I don't know. Okay, top three. Um, I think... I would always have to say landing my first client, Bozema St. John, was probably. I like, just saw her on the carpet for Renaissance. Did you do that? Renaissance. That was her. No, I didn't do that, but that's. I'm going to see her uh, in this week actually to do our annual styling. And so, no, I did not style her for the carpet for that. But yeah, so she was actually my first executive client at the time she was at Apple. And now what a great client to get as your yeah, first. Okay? My, right. It's insane to me. And, you know, you and I are both Virgos and also Beyonce yeah. the Virgo. And I keep hearing all the chatter about her saying, you know, she. They're like, she's crazy when she says she wants to do something and she says she's going to do something. She's going to fight to the end to get it done. And I think that's just how I've always approached life. If I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so I put this lady on my vision board. And at that time, I was in the Bay Area. I was like, I'm going to figure out a way. And it ended up happening for me. So I was able probably six months after I put that in the universe, you know, she was my first client and we've been working together since I was, I'm 32 now. I want to say since I was like 25. Um, wow. And so insane. So we've been working together. We've established a, a strong connection um, from a client stylist uh, way of, uh, from a client stylist relationship, but also as friends. So I would yeah. say Rosemary St. John has been one of them. I think also I mean, just. That's how I found you. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's crazy. 
Yeah, because I'm one of those people, and it might be, like you said, the Virgo in us or whatnot, um, because I was I always been one of the styles that was like, I'm not focused on celebrities, as mm-hmm. much as I'm focused on the people behind them. Like, mm-hmm. I want, not the football player, but I want Arthur Blanks, the owner of the team. Like, I want okay. the business people. I want this people that people don't are not thinking about. Now she's definitely pretty popular for a business person since a lot of business people are kind of you don't know who runs Netflix or Uber or right. whatever the case may be. But she was so goddamn fly. Um, I remember finding out about her and then I was like, Oh, I like the way she dressed. Let me see. Yeah. Every time I see somebody dress nice, I'm like, Well, do they have a stylist? Because I'm gonna see somebody behind the scenes. <laughs> Oh, and then I found you and we connected on social media and from there. Oh, I love that. I feel like Bose is the gift that keeps on giving. And so I would say like she is probably one of my first. And then I would say from a personal standpoint, I had a partnership with Nike in 2021, I believe. And so that was amazing just to be able to utilize myself as the muse and be able to style myself and communicate that product to their audience. And it felt like I was marrying my corporate career that I had a gap with my stylist career. And so that felt very full circle for me. And then I would say probably like the most recent was I, I somehow in serendipitously, and I don't know what God is doing, but I just started styling brides. And so it's crazy because my first couple of projects with brides have all been in uh, People Magazine or New York Times or went viral. And so, KJ, yeah, so KJ Smith had asked me to style her well, for I her. I that too. That was beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So I styled KJ. Yeah, so yeah, she's on, she's the lead actress of BT Sisters or Tyler Perry Sisters, which is on BT. And so I worked with her and found the designers for her wedding. And we worked with the design teams to create the dresses and the pieces that she wore. And it was very beautiful because every designer that KJ wore was a black designer. And so that's. Yeah, I love that. I, wherever I can infuse the culture and, you know, the people who are behind the scenes who look like us is I'm going to always try to show up for us. Yes. So I think everything I bring is uh, black or women on or both. I love that. So, yeah, I think those are the three that come to mind. I'm, there are so many more, but those are the big three that I can think of right now. Yes, I love it. I love all of that. And then what do you feel like is one of the most important lessons you've learned to date? Mm. We're always learning. so Yeah, you're always learning. I think in working with so many executives and professionals and entrepreneurs, what I've learned and what has been communicated to me is that clear is kind and clear communication is is kind. Always establish your boundaries and communicate those ahead of time. Communicate with the client what is going to happen, what's the process, what's the invoice, what's this, what's that, because you don't leave anything on the table. If it's all clear, you can you can say it as kindly as you need to say it, but then you don't burn any bridges or there's no ruffled feathers when things come up. And I think another thing that I've learned outside of 
being clear in communication and that being kind is to be nimble and act fast. I think in styling, you know, a button can fall off or all of a sudden the client decides they don't want to wear this particular garment anymore. And so thinking fast and thinking on your feet is very important, especially as a stylist, because things change. People change, people change their mind. And most of the time, these are women. They always going to change their mind. And so <laughs> whether it's a shoe, they, they have a bloated day or you know, gained a little weight from the time y'all talk to the time of appointment, anything. Yeah, so you can't be rattled. You just got to be quick and shift gears and pivot where necessary. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And yeah, totally agree. Um, what is one of your favorite productivity hacks as an entrepreneur? Waking up early. <laughs> that you do. I, I noticed on your Instagram, you'd be up. I was like, she must go to bed hella early. Cause oh, yeah. I, I love the discipline, and I'm going to have to actually um, insert more of that discipline uh, in 2024 because I feel like I started slacking. You got this. I um, I have learned that I am the most productive in the morning hours. So after three, my brain just goes doo doo doo. And yeah. so with me waking up at around 5.15 or 5.30, I'm able to one workout and then I'm able to plan out my day because, you know, as a stylist, things can go... Uh, a client can call you the day of and say, I need this yeah. right now. And so if I have a whole day off the morning, <laughs> if I have my time in the morning to just before everybody gets up, I can just make my day or get my goals out. Yeah. Or even waking up that early and knowing I have like an 8 a.m. call time, at least I'm able to get out some emails, right? Before I have to go to a shoot. And yeah. so I think being able to wake up early and establish that routine and that discipline really helps me be able to maximize my day and yeah. be able to have a hand on what my day is going to look like before I can it get handle on it and versus feeling like your day is running you correct i hate that i hate being dragged by my day no thank yeah. you but then also i know that after 3 p.m it's pretty much over for me and so yeah. my focus is gone after that because i'm up yeah. so early so i'm usually in bed by like eight or nine um but i'm like off school exactly like who am i like my 14 year old nephew stays up later than me <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not mad at it because I mean, ultimately, you have to do what works, and everybody has to know their body too. So, yeah, I was telling you before we started recording, I'm a 10 to 10. Correct, I do agree. I think mentally, I'm good between like 10 and by the afternoon, you that sleepiness start to kick in. Mm -hmm. But mentally, I'm not in a good enough place now. After four, I can communicate as far as like, hey, we can talk, but I'm not gonna be trying to do no pitches, no emails, no. All I can do after four is have a conversation. Correct. It's like I'm not making any big business decisions exactly. after three because it, I can't depend on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might be like, now what did I say? Because the next day now I have some clarity. That's not what I wanted to do or say. Yeah. Okay. Totally Williams, who said that? Who said exactly. it? Who said it? I'm like, dang, I signed up for that. Mm -mm. Exactly. I totally agree. And now, as we get to the close, want to talk about we're in the last quarter, and probably by the time this air, because the holiday season, it might be in the new year. What okay. do you have coming up for 2024 that Ooh. you can share or that you want to share? 
what do I have coming up in 2024? Well, I'm officially launching my website that's been down for about a year and a half. Really? It has? It has. Um, I had just a landing page. I think I've had a landing page since 2021. And I finally got to the space where I wasn't going to be the one who was square spacing my life away. I'm going to pay somebody to do it for me. (laughs) And so... I have, uh, I've finally got the finishing touches of the website. And so they're working on that. It looks amazing. It launches in 2024. Okay. And then, well, it looked like it didn't stop in no way. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, business didn't stop. I think for me, what this website is going to do is just position me in, the, in a new way and then position my yeah. company in a new way. Because what I've done in the past is that Gigi and Co just looks like Gigi. And so what we've been trying to shift the narrative because our client profile and portfolio has grown so much over the years is that um, is that people just assume like they're always going to work with me. And I'm like, no, like I have a, a strong team and they've been trained and they all bring a great and necessary gift to Gigi and Co. Yeah. And I hired them for a reason. And so yeah being able to like tell their stories in a new way and then also communicate like what I want to achieve and do I want to do more speaking engagements I want to do more brand deals and so just positioning myself and my as the brand too yeah I get it so that that's one thing I'm really excited about thank you and then we're really shifting into bridal as well as styling athletes in 2024 yeah, so I'll be doing bridal, and then my assistants have really been trying to push styling athletes, and so that's something they are really passionate about, and so I want to be able to help them do that, but it, it seems like the brand is shifting more into an agency, and so yes, while we've been known for working with executives and entrepreneurs, and that's what I started the company as, it'll be a more like real-wounded portfolio where we do bridal, where we do yeah. um, our professional clients, but then we also shift into the entertainment industry and the sports industry. And so I'm very excited about those things. Awesome. Now, if you're going to, well, are you completely transforming into an agency? Meaning like, will you start to rep stylists or is it more yeah, so the exactly. That so I'm giving my stylists who work under me, my supporting stylists, the agency yeah. to go get their own clients, and then okay. me and my team, as far as my manager as well as my assistant, we will then help garner those contracts, get those solidified, and then that stylist who works under us will then just you know stop their client, build that relationship on their own. But we business because a lot of stylists like they don't want to do the business behind it they just want yes. to create creative art and so that's what we want to do we want to give that agency to our supporting staff i love it yeah so i'm I very to be the next what is it william morris what, what, what's the big agencies you know whoever i always say i want to be the rachel zoe of style i, I want to be the black rachel zoe but call me germany you know yeah. <laughs> well, but yours is even better because she doesn't have an agency as far as like all her stylists they end up just graduating and leaving her to start their own careers correct like i want brad with me i want to be able yes. to brad the agency to do what he needs to do and we'd be great together yes I so, love so, yeah that's what i'm super excited about that and i think that 2023 was just about positioning me and my thinking and my leadership skills into that mold to prepare me for 2024 so i'm really excited about where we're going 
I love that. And it's funny that you even say that because when I first started styling, mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the business either. I just wanted to be a stylist. Listen, uh, because listen. once I got into the business, you realize as the as the business, you don't get to style all the time because you have to run the business. Correct. Exactly. You got to run. I got into this right. to be a stylist. So, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It was like a catch 22, like an okie doke, like, oops, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's where that finance degree came in place. Man, who you telling? And then it just seemed like at the time there wasn't really any agencies that was repping stylists. Not when I started. And even if they were, you had to be in like LA or New York or right. you know that type of thing. So I think that's amazing, and I'm sure it's plenty of stylists um, that would like to just get to be the talent and not have to worry about all of the other things that come. Right. Yep. And then my last question is like three part. It is what books, podcasts, or movie would you recommend to anybody who's starting, growing, or scaling Ooh. their business? You can Ooh. pick one out of three or one of each category. Everybody learns different, so that's why I ask all three. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow. Um because uh, I like all three. So I could give somebody a podcast, a movie, and a book because I just like all mediums of learning. But. Yeah, I mean, the business of fashion podcast is probably always a good one and well-rounded one as far as a movie to get yourself prepared for what the fashion industry is like. I always say the devil wears product <laughs> because I worked at Gap Corporate and literally it, it was cutthroat like that in its ways and I think you can find little tidbits of what happens in the fashion industry that translates into your 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 business um and so it kind of just shapes or frames your mind into understanding like okay this is what I could be up against like this yeah. is the type of energies that I could be up against x y and z um and then book you know I'm not a big like reader of books like I read books but a lot of the books that I read are more on like the spiritual side versus the business side um so I don't think yeah, I have spiritual comes into entrepreneurship as well because you gotta have a lot of faith okay <laughs> you gotta have a lot of faith um so uh, um, I would say one, The Artist Way is probably a good one. And then another book that I have read um, or reading right now is The Garden Within. I think like it really goes into detail about, you know, how you shape your mind and your thoughts um, and how that materializes into like the outward world. So I really love that. But also I would say Kevin Hart's book that he wrote really helps me take the leap on entrepreneurship because just like the way that he had to um, grind and show up for himself and to really, you know, believe in himself. I think that really helped me want to believe in myself and show up and do and kind of be like Kevin Hart. And so I think that he really he helped me. Yeah, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. Um, it really helped me decide to take the leap and leave Gap. I think after I finished his book, I was like, yeah, I know I'm leaving no matter what. And so he wrote a book. I do not remember the name of said book. It's in my Kindle somewhere. No, I think I found it. I just looked it up. I can't make this up. Life lessons? Yeah, there you go. Maybe. I think that's it. Yeah, because it looks like the other one might be more about um, like kids. Yeah, I did not realize he wrote a book. Wow. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I can't make this up. That I definitely, yep, I I read that. it was great. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. I love to read, so I'm yeah, it, was, it really was good. Look, I would read on a plane tomorrow, but I'm gonna have to be sleeping. <laughs>
Uh, well, thank you again for your time. I really enjoyed the conversation as always with you um, online and offline. Um, and I can't wait for us to connect again. I will definitely tag you once the team um, posted and okay. it goes out. Um, and I will hope you have a good holiday season and we will chat and connect soon. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me again. Thank you. All right.